0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come
1: on. Everyone ready? This is the SEC Insider Hit, Presented by your local Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. Go, Go local. local. Go with a home team.
0: If you've listened to this show, you know uh, two coaches that I think there's some similarities between the two because they both won championships and I don't think they're that good. And that's John Gruden and Jimbo Fisher. Um, And they both got labeled as QB gurus and I don't think they're that either. So that's just my opinion. And um, I guess I'm paid to give it. Uh, But I think they've been overblown and overhyped. And I think all in all Gruden, other than that, you know, one year, Catching lightning in the bottle with Tampa Bay. He's been pretty average as a head coach. And Jimbo ran Florida State into the ground and has yet to get A&M rolling. And the Saints have hired John Gruden to work with Derek Carr. I don't even think Gruden did a good job with Derek Carr in Las Vegas slash Oakland. But... We're going to bring in a guy that knows more than I do. Mike Natillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Mike D on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Mike D is on his way or may be there by now. Saints OTAs. Uh, Mike Natillier, what was your initial reaction when you heard John Gruden would be working with Derek Carr and the Saints?
1: Yeah, this has been done before. Uh, there's a misperception here that all of a sudden the Saints have went out and hired John Gruden, and that, that's not accurate. They've done this before with, with other former head coaches at the college and NFL level to bring them in. did a lot uh, that way with, uh, when Sean was here. Uh, they had Jim Moore around. Mike Martz, uh, the former Rams head coach, uh, was, he came in for a few days and worked with the team. And then that's what John's doing. So it's not kind of like John's part of the organization. Uh, but I think a lot of times you like familiarity. You like to maybe tap into someone that has been there, done that. With the most critical part, of your team, and that's that quarterback. So uh, I certainly understood why you would bring in Gruden to find out what Derek Carr did best for him uh, with the Raiders. And so it's really not – didn't surprise me. We've seen this before. Uh, a number of, again, former or current, uh, college or college coaches, they've had a lot of them, and former NFL coaches that have been here. It's just uh, a connected dots. And in this case, it's a connected dots with Derek Carr, uh, having his former head coach there, and to work with them. you know, maybe on some things offensively, because Pete Carmichael has been here since Sean's been here <clears throat> and does have of that connection and relationship with John Gruden. And Sean used to always tell us that how much he learned from Gruden when he was in Philadelphia. They were both assistant coaches there. So it's not a big shock to me. And uh, it's way too much being made of a situation that's happened numerous times, but a lot of people don't do their homework on that. And with John he is a polarizing figure. Yeah. No matter what. There is no gray area <clears throat> excuse me with John. Either you like him or you don't. There there is no <laughs> there's no uh Switzerland uh with John Gruden. Mike, you you
0: think John can ever get a head coaching or or big T V gig again with everything that went down?
1: Man, I talked to a couple of different coaches about this. Um I would never say never. Uh, I would never say never. we we've, you know, it was a peculiar deal uh, of, of how it went down. This is, why would you, first of all, come on, you, you've been in this business long ago. You can't use that type of language on an email. Come on, uh, and on a company email. It goes to show me that Gruden ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, okay? If you're communicating like this uh, with another individual, with another team, this is not a text message. This is off of a company email. How stupid can you be? But, again, uh, there is something about it, and uh, I knew a former – professional wrestler, he passed away, and he told me this, there is something about redemption, isn't it? And wrestling sort of sells that, pro wrestling sells that for years. And he said, aren't we getting to the point of a sales pitch, and even in sports and and all kinds, that it's more similar to that than anything else? It's about building someone up, tearing them down, and then sort of a redemption. I would never say never, but Really, I, I wouldn't. Now, his success to me—that if, if anything's been overblown, has been that, no doubt. And this stuff about how he can develop—you can't tell me one quarterback he's developed. I can't. can't develop. Nope. No. Can't tell me one. Now, and he falls in love with every quarterback when he—and and I thought the series with the quarterbacks were good. I, I think it was enlightening if you've. Never been there, been in that room. Uh, He came to Manning a couple different times and uh, just sort of an observer when he was on television. And uh, he would tell me it, it was great for me, it was great for my ability to learn with those young quarterbacks, what they knew and what they didn't know, maybe giving them some tips. But as far but he fell in love with everybody that walked in there. It's almost like the guy that goes to the bar and he falls in love with every gal that he sees or that talks to him. No, I so,
0: I remember the that, silly quarterback show. You're right. I mean everybody was supposed to be great. Um
1: but but he but it got ratings, yeah people watched and you got to see a little bit of inside what really happens when you start to evaluate quarterbacks, you, you, you sort of got a little bit of a glimpse of it and uh, of how it's done. But, again, you know, we, you could say that in a lot of professions, if it's doctoring, lawyering, you name it, political. A lot of guys, they live off a lot of hype. Ask them what they've done. <laughs> that that conversation is real short. Right. Now he was part of a championship team, but Tony Dunchy built that. Come on, Tony Tony built that. He just had a very impatient owner uh at that time that got upset with the way he was running the offense and you know, he gave up. Good gracious. Um King's ransom for Gruden. Yeah. And I remember we had Amy Trask on. Amy uh was the vice president. Of the uh, Raiders at that time, and then you know she, you know, I was in the media with CBS, and Amy told me the story about she gets a phone call in the middle of the night saying that they had traded John Gruden, and she was, okay, you know, what what happened? Well, why are we dealing him off? Because she said I thought the fit was right, he had the right players you know, it set off the chain reaction of events the Tuck rule and how it was called and, and, and that it was to the letter of the law at that time it was a bad bad rule but whatever. And that he got down but you said what got Al more excited than the draft choices was I'd have to look back, but I think the Bucks kicked in like eight or nine million dollars. And she said that got Al more excited than the draft picks for Davis. Wow. I mean, for, for Gruden. I'd have to remember, but they not only gave up draft picks, but they also gave up cash. Golly. For, for Gruden. And, no, come on, Al, of the 32 owners, he was um, he was 32 as far as finances were concerned. And so, you know, back back then, you know, if it was $8 million or whatever, um that was a lot of money to to al